We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Okay, ready? what you know and it's about a time when you get yourself in we I want to the Toreshio. Okay, though. The Toreshio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> The thing that I remember you most for, of course, is Eight Mile. You were proof, right? Proof was mm-hmm. in yes. the picture, yes. but you played proof. Yeah. When I did Eight Mile, it was right after 9-11, and I didn't feel like flying. I said, I'm not going. It was it was literally 9-11. It was like, you know, the day, like two days after, something like that. They said, yeah, we got this movie, you know, um, you, know with the, you know, with Eminem, and I didn't... I was like Eminem, you know, didn't feel real. It felt like they were making a mockery. It didn't feel, I didn't know how serious it was going to be. I love the director, Curtis Hansen. Rest in peace. Were you an Eminem fan? Oh yeah, musically. But he hadn't proven himself as an actor yet. So so I didn't want to, you know, make a mockery of me. What they did was they, they, they weren't releasing the script. So I didn't have a script. So I had to go to Curtis Hansen's office, read the script, so, read the script, loved it. They convinced me. I flew to Detroit. Me and Eminem hung out for about a week or so. And we became very, very good friends. And we just talked, you know, went to the studio with him, things like that. And and um, and I didn't really hang out with Proof that much. But through talking to him, I, 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 I got his, 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 his uh, mannerisms, his... Um, his his spirit and his love for his boy, you know, his him him really wanting to see his boy, uh, who he thinks is a genius, succeed, and he's willing to support him in any way, shape, or form. And I totally got that from even when we did hang out, me and myself and Proof. But I hung out with M more than Proof. Makai Pfeiffer has been in television and movies for over twenty five years. He was. In Spike Lee's Clockers, that's where he started. He was in Eight Mile with Eminem, Shaft with Sam Jackson. He's been around the block and then some ER. He's got two shows on now. I wanted to talk to him about acting and how he does it and how he has had this incredibly long career to where you feel like you know him because you've been seeing him out there 
for so long. It's a really powerful interview. Let's go. It's Mackay Pfeiffer on Torre Show. Take me to the core of it. Why do you love acting? Well, it's one of those type of things where you, um, one, it, it takes you on all kinds of different journeys. You know, when you're playing these different characters and from these different walks of life, um, it, it definitely feels uh, an artistic prowess that, you know, I have. And um, and then, you know, the 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 people in the um, in the subject matters that I get to uh, meet and tackle and um, get to understand is is very um, unique because, you know, nine to five or whatever, you don't really get to delve into all these different worlds um, as I get to do. So, you know, I, that's the, those are pro- some of the main reasons I truly love it. So it's a new person. It's a new challenge. It's a new right. experience all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you're, um, you know, uh, challenging yourself and not just wanting to um, be one note, um, be, uh, you know, stereotypical or, or, you know, just fall into one lane. Um, it's, it's, you know, you, you really do challenge yourself. You, you, for some reason, you remind me of, of when I was a kid, I used to get really sad on Sundays, Sunday nights, because it was like, if the world is just a routine, that it's the same every right. week, I'm going right. to lose my mind. Like, right. that depresses right. me. Right. You know what it's like? I got to be a creative person because I need, you know, like, a circus. I need things to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, you had, like, this desire, like, yo, things got to be different. Like, I got to... I can't do a nine to five. I got to have like growth and change and variety in my world. Yeah. You know, I think, and I think this is very important because, um, to that's, that's what kind of gets you up in the morning, you know, gets you, you know, excited and, you know, the, the, the innovation and creation, um, and the, and the endless possibilities, um, that are there, um, you know, uh, really can, you know, really can keep you going. So I know for myself, um, as all the projects that I'm doing and producing and, and being a part of in front on behind the camera, um, you know, it, the endless conversations that I get to have because the, the, the work never stops. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the creative process never stops. It's just, so it's not even about a destination. It's really all about the journey, yes. you know, and the, and the journey never stops. Yes. For a creative person, if you love the journey, then, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you start the work, it's the great, you know, it's great. You know, it's, right. I feel like there's two kind of actors and both approaches are really valid and important. And you see great actors on both sides. Mm-hmm. Some people are chameleons in that, you know, every role, they're totally different. You know, the diction, right. the, the way they walk, all the different mm-hmm. things. And there are some people who kind of like Denzel, kind of like Sean Penn, they show up, they pretty much be themselves, Mm -hmm. but because we like them, right? Like we like hanging out with them. And I kind of get to sit, I I wonder where you think you are. I kind of feel like you're cool. You kind of establish this thing of like, you know, like you want to hang out with me. I'm Mm -hmm. cool. I'm telling the story. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you, you like me, you like the voice, you like hanging out with me. Like, here we go. Like we're telling now we're rather, you know, rather than like, you know, we're always going to get an entirely different human being 
from right, him. Well, there's different, there's different types, you know, of... Look, I always play... There's always going to be an essence of Makai, you know, in, in my roles. But they're all different characters and they all have different motivations and they all have different uh, wants and needs and, and stories that they're trying to tell. Um, what, you, what you're talking about, like, um, on the other side, is like a character actor. Yeah. Now, a character actor is going to is going to be, you know, that has to go crazy and, and have to embody the character. They need a year to study. Time. You know, they got to do this and that. You know, um, that's that's not really my style, even though each character is different. You know, my character is different in Eight Mile than he was on ER. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, from yard to paid in full, you know, and you know, in the show that I'm doing now, the two, the two shows that I'm doing now. So, you know, they're, they're all different. But, yeah, there's going to be a certain essence that the, the audience can cling on to. Like you said, when you watch a Denzel, you know, or like you said, a Sean Penn or somebody like that, you know, you just you just, you know, you you, you like them. You like you, you, you believe them. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm always trying to do is. Um, any character that I play, I just want to make sure I believe me because I know I'm acting, but I just need to make sure I'm totally in it. And, um, you know, whether I have to laugh, cry, make jokes, be serious, you know, be physical, um, you know, I'm ready to, you know, do it. See, that's an interesting point that I have to believe me. I have to believe right. that the choices I'm making are right. adding up to a real person. Right. right. And and if you're if you are the test of whether or not you believe you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, so you're like, I mean, which would mean like I can't I can't phone it in. I can't just read the script no. and bullshit. Like I have no. to believe that this no. is a real person. There's no bullshitting. Not for, not for me and not from anybody that I typically work with. Um, you know, I'm, I, I like to surround myself with A-listers. You know, it's just like if you want to play basketball, you don't play with people who suck at basketball. You play with people who are going to challenge you, you know, and, and block your shots sometimes and things like that. But you're so, going to look at, you're going to look at the script oh, and yeah. say, okay, this makes sense, but right. this, I'm not, he, the character I'm imagining, he wouldn't say this. He would say this. He would do Absolutely. This. That's, that's part of the creative process, man. I, you know, so I always have a dialogue um, with uh, any director or writer or, producer and, and my fellow actors um, about the motivation and the, and the tracking of, of where we're going um, and, the, and, the, and the truth of what it is that, that, that we're, we're trying to convey, you know, because it, it, you know, it, it has to ring true. If it doesn't ring true to me, just as Makai, then I can't portray it as the actor and, and then the audience gets cheated. And, 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 and then there's a, 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 a hole in the story, which, which I try to always avoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, tell me what you do when you get the script. You know, I know you're going to read through it. I know you're going to try to memorize mm-hmm. it. But, like, how do you get to the deeper essence of it so you can get at that truth that you need? Well, one, I, I try to envision uh, maybe sometimes, sometimes there's research that's involved, you know, depending on what world... Um, he's going into, you know, there's going to be a different way to approach an FBI agent, sure. a special agent than you were just a normal police officer, you know? Um, so, you know, so there's a little bit of research that's involved as well, you know? And then, like I said, the dialogue from the vision 
of the director and the vision of the writers um, and then sort of to marrying their vision with with my vision. So my process is definitely to read it, read it again and read it again. And then I start to get into saying the dialogue, get into saying the lines. A lot of times, too, my my sons would are my reading partners a lot of okay. time, and my wife, okay. you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it takes a village. You know what I mean? And um, I like to come very prepared and um, ready to um, I'm not locked into anything, but I'm but I have what this what the scenes are about. And I have what and I, and I know my lines. So, sure. you know, so I can take direction. I can tweak things. Um, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't walk into a scene with any preconceived notions. A lot of times I, I step on a set. I've never even been to this set before. But is this set my house? So I have to live in my house. You know, when, you know, when, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in my, my own, if I'm in my office, my house, whatever, um, I don't just sit down to, with somebody and talk to them. I, I may go to the sink. I may go to the stove. I may go to the refrigerator. I may go. Um, so I just try to really, like, you know, own the space. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. 
there is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. What's the difference between a good actor and a great actor? A good actor, you, you can't, they, they, they're not as versatile. You know, you could be good in one thing, but then be stuck in another. Or you could have a good run for, you know, three years, five years, you know. And then, okay, now you kind of play it out. You know, um, a great actor, um, you know, uh, has decades under their belts. And they they have that for a reason. Now, look, people can, you know, get lucky. And, you know, maybe get on a certain show or have a certain... um, uh, thing about them that, you know, you know, makes, you know, people like them or whatever, for whatever reasons. Um, but great actors can make you laugh, cry, um, keep you um, invested in their journey, no matter what that journey is, whether they are, uh, like I said, a special agent or they're making a movie or a TV show about daffodils. It doesn't really matter. A great actor can help you stay intrigued uh, on their journey, whatever that journey is. That's a great actor to me. Yeah, having that variety, he mm-hmm. or she can throw a punch. Right. They can uh, get the girl. They right. can make you laugh. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, so if it's drama, you can do that. If it's right. comedy, it can do that. If it's action, you can do that. And if you can spread yourself around to action, drama, and comedy, um, right. then you have lots of opportunities to work. Absolutely. 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 And you don't get bored with the work. You mm-hmm. know, you're not typecasted. You know, you, you get to do an array of things, you know, um, as we can see with a lot of even a lot of like a lot of people, even from back in the days that were looked at just as comedians. They, you know, after they've achieved success, they're like, no, nah, I want to do serious stuff. I want to be taken seriously. I don't want people just laughing at me. I want to I want to, you know, have drama. I want people to 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 to. You know, and, um, you know, so, yeah, to be able to do this array of things also helps you not be bored with the process. I want to jump around to several of your uh, career highlights Mm -hmm. and and, you know. But you, you, when you talk, I mean, like you were on a championship team in terms mm-hmm. of ER. You know, this oh, was yeah, one of the was great. One of the first, big, you know, TV show. You know, my first regulars. You know, yeah, you were on there for years. Huge mm-hmm. national NBC show. Mm-hmm. You know, probably one of the one of the better jobs of your career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was it was a, it was a different chapter. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, as a person who has never walked away from a job, if, if mm-hmm. I left a job, I got fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did, why did that end for you? Did you walk away or what happened? Yeah. So what happened was this was um, in 2008 going into 2009, I think. And it, it was the last season anyway. But I had an opportunity to, to do Broadway and I had never done Broadway before. So um, when we were entering the last season, which was season 15, um, 
I hadn't been there that long, but you know, it was my last, it was everybody's last season. Um, I had, when I had an opportunity to do a um, guess who's coming to dinner and it was going to be myself and rich gear and, um, the wonderful cast and, um, um, uh, then the, so they lost, they wound up losing the funding, but I had already, um, but this was, this was after I was, I was leaving. I was planning on going to Broadway. I basically had my bags packed leaving Los Angeles. And then the um, financing fell out from a particular play. I got to do Broadway a couple of years later. Um, the bubble had burst at that point. Um, you know, um, so I, I left in that last season, but in a nice dramatic way, you know, yeah. um, with, you know, going out with Steve Buscemi and, you know, getting blown up and, you know, and, you know, having a dramatic death in the hospital, you know? Um, so it was, it was a really great exit. Um, but yeah, I was, I was supposed to start, um, Broadway. That's why I opted to, uh, okay. Okay. leave. Um, so the thing, I mean, the thing that I remember you most for, of course, is eight mile, um, uh, you know, an, an epic, uh, amazing film. One of the great hip hop films yeah, that we've that. ever seen. Right. You were, you were proof, right? Proof mm-hmm. was in yes. the picture, yes. but you played proof. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I spent a little time with the, with the brother and he was, you know, he was an amazing, generous, lovely mm-hmm. guy. Great spirit. Yeah. Great spirit, funny, fun, mm-hmm. serious about hip hop. And yet yeah. you had a great attitude about mm-hmm. life. Did you spend time with him? Uh, well, you you know, know before? Not a whole bunch of time. Um, you know, when, when first, when I did eight mile, cause I did ER literally like a week after I finished eight mile, I was supposed to start ER when eight mile was going on. But when they offered me the role, it was right after nine 11 and I didn't feel like flying. I said, I'm not going. It was, it was literally nine. It was like, you know, the day, like two days after something like that. And, um, they said, yeah, we got this movie, you know, um, you know, you know, with Eminem and I didn't, I was like Eminem, uh, you know, it didn't feel real. It felt like they were making a mockery. It didn't feel, I didn't know how serious it was going to be. I love the director, Curtis Hansen. Rest in peace. Were you but, an Eminem fan? <clears throat> oh yeah, musically. But I, he hadn't proven himself as an actor yet. Oh, no so, so, so I didn't want to, you know, make a mockery of me either. I didn't want to be something that was going to be, you know, uh, a, a parody of <laughs> a real movie, you know? Um, so um, what they did was they, they, they weren't releasing the script. So I didn't have a script. So I had to go to Curtis Hansen's office, read the script. I fell in love with the script, but before I read the script, look, I'm, I'm due to start ER. I was supposed to start ER then. So read the script, loved it. Then they, then they flew me. I, they, gave, they convinced me. I flew to Detroit. Me and Eminem hung out for about a week or so. And we became very, very good friends. And I liked him a lot. And what'd, you, um, what'd y'all do when you were hanging out that week? Man, we just we went to football games, you know, the Lions. Um, we, you know, we just went to like, you know, because he was like an ultimate big superstar. So at that point, and um, so anytime we went somewhere, he would always lock it down, you know. So if we went to a bar, it was it, it was locked down. You know, if we went, you know, out to uh, a club, it was locked down. You know, it was it was uh, it was uh, an interesting. Uh, time, you know, and um, and we just talked, 
you know, went to the studio with him, things like that. And and um, and I didn't really hang out with Proof that much. But through talking to him, I, 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 I got his 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 uh, mannerisms, his um, his his spirit, I think, you know, his energy and his and his love for his boy, you know, his him, him really wanting to see his boy uh, who he thinks is a genius succeed. And, and he's willing to support him in any way, shape, or form. And I and I and I totally got that from Proof. Even when we did hang out, me and myself and Proof. Um, but I hung out with 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 M more than than, than Proof. So peace. So you decided to do it because you love the film and you mm-hmm. were feeling the the vibe with Eminem, and you believed that he could pull it off as an actor. Oh, absolutely. Because and then also too, Curtis Hanson is such a well uh, a world renowned director. Um, he had done some great films, L.A. Confidential, you know, um, as Wonder Boys. All I mean, he was just a great uh, director and storyteller. That's another thing that really um, got me was that like, he could tell this story. And then when I read the script, I said, OK, this is something I think, you know, um, we can pull off. Oh, and then also too, E.R. had um, they, they, they gave me courtesy. They said, OK, you know what? Go shoot this movie, you know, and then come to us as soon as the movie's done. So we started, we started rehearsal in September. We started shooting in October and we shot all the way up until like early February. And then, like I said, a week later, I had on a lab coat and stethoscopes, <laughs> you know, and uh, which was because I really wanted to do y'all because, you know, to, to be able to play a doctor, um, especially back then, there weren't a, a lot of young African-Americans that were playing doctors. You know, you had to go all the way back to St. Elsewhere with Denzel, you know, um, back in the days, you know. Um, so I, um, I I really wanted to play this doctor and I really wanted to come and uh, make a splash in that world. You wanted to play a doctor because you wanted the black kids to see that or because you wanted the TV and Hollywood industry to be like, uh, you know, look, Makai can clean right. up and play this intellectual character and right. he can do anything. I think it's a mix of all of that. I think it's a mix of all of that. Challenge myself. I never put on a stethoscope before. I never had to say, you know, CBC lights, BUN, creatinine, glucose, I can check in the Hebrew a few times three. I never had to say that. So, you know, it was one of those type of things where it was just different. Um, it, it, it was, it, and I would be viewed differently. Um, it, it's a worldwide show. So it's not just America, but it's in Italy and the UK and Africa and you know it goes on and on so you know it was and it had won at that time it had won the most it was the most nominated show Golden Globes and Emmys and um you know and and and, you know the most winningest show you know so to be on that show at that capacity was very prestigious uh in my mind you know absolutely what did you have to do to get to a place where you believed yourself as a doctor yeah, I'll tell you this. So <laughs> how I got the role was I sat down with John Wells, who's the showrunner and creator, one of the creators, and um, along with Michael Crichton and, um, and, and all the writing staff. So it was me and about, I don't know, 15, 20 other people in the room. And we were just sitting there just talking. And we talked about it. And I had done a number of independents, so I was used to shooting under the gun. I was used to the, the, a fast-paced um, uh, uh, shooting, uh, you know, schedule. And 
Um, <laughs> it was funny because what what ER does is they they basically test you. So basically, what they did was they were to see if you were you know a good fit, if you could you know keep up with the pace, and. Um, <laughs> So they give you four, they give you a four episode guarantee. At least that's what they did with me and a couple other people I know. You get four episode guarantee. Then if you, you know, succeed in that, then they, you know, they'll make you a series regular. Then you, now you're a part of the show. And I remember my first day. So I, I met with them in the office. I didn't go to the set or anything. So I've never been behind, you know, the other side of being in the hospital, you know, the doctor side. And I remember being in my trailer. And I put on my, you know, my tie and my shirt and my lab coat and my stethoscope. And I just remember looking in my my mirror and saying, shit, I don't know if I can pull this off. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, because it was a whole nother it was a whole nother thing, you know, um, they were extremely uh, ingratiated. And I just jumped right in. You know, and just jump right in. I mean, from the first day, just jump right in. And, um, you know, we're doing what we call wonners, you know, so it's like five, six, seven page wonners where it's almost like a play where you have to. I mean, you really there's no cuts, you know, so you 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 have to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time, you know, and, and deal with all these great extras and everything else. So. um you know, it was it was definitely a, a challenge in the beginning, but, uh, you know, I really started to fold into it, you know. So we all right. So take me back to making eight mile because okay. we started talking about why you did eight mile being mm-hmm. convinced mm-hmm. to do that. Um, to, it's just how was it when you guys got into the flow of it, working with Eminem, you know, being out there, you know, Man, that was one of the you got to understand. Eminem's at the height of his career, okay? We, we almost all are. So it's myself, it's Anthony Mackie, it's, just, it's Omar Miller, it's all of us. And we're young. We're single. We're in Detroit, you know, which is a great city. And <laughs> we're, we're in our 20s, you know? So, I mean, forget about it. I mean, and look, and, and, and the thing is that, you know, we, uh, we, we, we rehearsed for about a month to get Eminem comfortable. So, you know, because he was basically almost in every scene. Right. And um, so by the time we started shooting, I knew the whole script. So, so I didn't have to learn anything. I knew it already. And, um, and then when it came to the battles, that was all ad lib. I just did that all off the cuff. That wasn't scripted that. Any of that stuff that where I have me holding mics and, that's all just me ad libbing. So you not, can so you can rap. Uh, yeah, I can rap. I mean, I'm a grown man now. I don't rap anymore. No, no I think no. I think rap is a youthful expression of for the most part. But um, but yeah, I, I used to I used to rap. I used to you know go to the school before I started acting. You know, and um, you know I was I got to be in movies like you know Carmen the Hip Hopper with Beyonce and Most Def, and you know and go to the studio record there. Um, so yeah, I, I do have experience uh, with that. Did you want to be a rapper at, at one point? Yeah, well, I, 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 I thought I did. I was going to college for electrical engineering. I had gotten a record deal. Uh, Benny Medina had signed me from uh, Warner Brothers Records um, when I was 18. And um, What does eating healthy mean to you? 
Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low-sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it, and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I started acting clockers when I was 19. And uh, sort of my passion sort of shifted a little bit. And um, it, because I was still fulfilling, I used to do schools and all that kind of stuff. And I, um, my, my passion shifted and I started working so much in, in the film and television industry that um, I was still able to fulfill my, you know, artistic prowess. And uh, so it kind of took me away from that and, you know, led me here. Mm. Hey, peeps, it's your girl, Danielle Moody, host of Woke AF Daily. Every weekday, I'm sounding the alarm and keeping you woke to all the pure evil that is going on in our country. Check me out now at patreon.com slash woke AF. Get five new shows every week for just $5 a month. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. So you saw, because Eminem does a great job in this, in this film. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know him from a, a lot of times when you put a non-actor among actors, right? It, 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 they stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in the moment. He's yeah, in he's it. There. He's so there. you 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 kind of saw him develop from okay, he kind of knows what he's doing to like okay, he can he can stay in a scene with me, with Anthony, with whoever's he, mm-hmm. he's working with. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what what was great about. Uh, working with someone as talented as him um, is that he really took it seriously. Uh, he didn't, he didn't fool around. He, he was, he was never late. Um, he always knew his lines and we really got to forge a true um, working relationship during that month of rehearsals. And, um, and, and he really uh, came to the plate and I've worked with other musicians. Cameron's another example. Cameron, he had never acted before, and he came in there. He saw the work ethic of myself and Wood Harris and Charles Stone III, our director, and he just came right into the fold and really, you know, showed up, you know, and really, um, you know, uh, <laughs> he really came to the table, 
you know, and it was it was funny because um, I remember the first time. Now, I, me, Cameron, and Mace, we all went to high school together. Oh wow! We all went to high school. You knew them from, yeah, high, from school. high school. Yeah, we oh, wow. we all went to Manhattan Center for Science and Mathematics on 116th and Pleasant, and so the same time. And so it's just ironic that we just you know are all in the entertainment industry. Um, but I hadn't seen Cameron. Um, for years since back in the days until he came and I remember our first day of rehearsal we were all staying at the same hotel in Toronto and uh because we shot part of the movie in in Canada and um (laughs) so it's me uh Wood Harris and Charles Stone III and supposed to be here at nine in the morning where's camera where's camera can't find camera so we so we say, all right, look, let's just crack open the, the script and just get started or whatever. So Cameron, he saunters in about like we're supposed to be there at nine. He saunters in around nine forty a.m. Rolling a blunt, so he comes in like this. What's up, y'all? Like, <laughs> like yo, man, we we going we 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 on scene thirty. I mean, come on, man. So when when he really came into the fold, because he's used to he's a hip hop artist. He's used to showing up on the on the set. <clears throat> Him showing up on the set is. He, it's, he already made the song. It's his song. You know, he comes. It's, you know, how a, a video shoot can be. They, you know, 45, mi- 45 minutes ain't even late for a rapper. Right, that's what I'm saying. But uh, he was never late after that. He was never late. He saw the work ethic. He saw what it took. He saw the discussions that we had to have about character development and story development. Um, he really saw what it took to, um, uh, to, to really make this. And not only that, we have followed. And we can't tell a true story about cats from Harlem without getting it right. Yeah. You'd never be able to go back home. Right. You get, get laughed out of Harlem, you know, <laughs> especially especially we're playing real people who are, you know, really living. So um, so it, it, it was one of those things where we had to, you know, really, uh, you know, have him. And he did. He stepped up to the plate like, like crazy. And he did a phenomenal job. It's funny, man, because my dad grew up in Harlem partly. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's something special about Harlem cats. They think the world of themselves and of mm-hmm. Harlem and their ability right. to dress. And there's just this right. extra <laughs> volume and energy right. yeah, to yeah, Harlem yeah. niggas. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> total, That's true. It's, it's that different. True. Y'all are different. There's, there's, there's a bravado. Uh, we always believe in being fresh. Um, like There's things like in, in, in Paid with Fool that I put in there that really related to when I was growing up, like, you know, using a toothbrush to wash your sneakers, you know, making sure the laces don't get wet and, you know, and and really being on, making sure your hairline is right. You got to have, if your line ain't right, your mind ain't right. You know what I mean? You got to have your line right to have your mind right. So, you know, you have make sure you had the the crisp Air Force Ones, you know, It, it was just about being fresh. You know, where, you know, like a, a lot of times, when, especially back then when I was coming up, Brooklyn was more DOS effects, you know, wearing 40 below boots and army jackets and stuff like that. You know, so we were a little little different. But, um, yeah, it was always about that, that, that flash. <laughs> the flash, <laughs> the swagger. The swag, yeah. And the, the slick talk, you know, the whole oh, thing. Oh, the slick talk. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, you, That's you, hilarious. You were in um, Shaft. 
yeah. one of the greats of all time, Sam Jackson. Oh, man, yeah, man. Talk about just working with him and being around him because he's one of the best to ever he, do it. He's the best, one of the best. He's the GOAT for seriousness. Um, he, um, I love Sam Jackson. You know, um, and I and I and I love his work, and I and I love his work ethic. Um, it was great. You know, I, I wish I could have been in it more with him. See, I did that as a favor to John Singleton. Okay. Um, uh, you know, rest in peace. Another rest in peace, right? Yeah. Um, and um, you know, John had asked me to, um, you know, to look, man, there's the part in the movie, um, because I didn't really have scenes with Sam. Right. It was like it was it was. Um, you know, it was about what happened. He, you know, he, the case was about what happened to me. You know, right. that's that's why he's chasing around Christian Bale. Right. And um, but just to be there with him, and and you know, seeing him do his thing was was definitely a pleasure because I had been watching Sam's from Ragtime and uh, you know, and Jungle Fever. You know, you know, so it goes you know back and back. You know, so I, I you know, I, it was definitely a pleasure. Did you get a sense of? What makes him so great? Um, yeah, his his um his 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 raw believability. You know, um, he he has a uh, he adds a human aspect to his acting that makes it feel real. And he can be humorous. He can be scary. He can you know you know be you know just a, a great dramatic actor. Um, and I just think that he, he, he just, he, he look, that's, that's what we talked about. The greats, the greats take you on a journey, no matter what movie it is. And Sam has been in every goddamn thing, you know, <laughs> but you, but you still like watching him, you know? I mean, there's just, there's something special. I think he's a little bit more to the, the, I'm just going to show up and be cool side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than a chameleon, and I feel like I know he could be a chameleon, right? Because he's done some great shit, right? But like, he's just so cool in the way yeah. that he moves through the world, and the way he moves his face when he's looking at you, and like, yeah, I can look at you, just talk about anything, right? Right. And see, that's the thing too. Like when you look at the early careers of, let's say, a Denzel or even a Robert De Niro, or even an Al Pacino, um. Uh, Sam Jackson, whoever they, 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 this is a funny thing about reaching a certain level of stardom too. You know, they've done so many different characters. I remember Denzel, you know, playing Malcolm X and mm-hmm. Stevie Biko, you know, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Where he's with an, an African accent and he's doing this and that. And I think they just get to a place where it's like, well, just give me my money, give me my 20 million. I'm going to come here and do my thing, which I'm great at. Um, and, uh, you know, just point the cameras, let me do my thing. You know, you know, I don't need a whole lot of, just give me, just, just yell action. And I got this. That's just half of my conversation with Mackay Pfeiffer. For more, join us over at patreon.com slash Torre show. Thank you so much. To Makai for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel, Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville, Calais, Michelle, Brenda Cox, Kathy F., Dr. Keena Murphy, Earl Dorsey, Theo Tokis, and Noma.
Tour Ratio gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. And check out my newsletter, Black Minds Matter. Go to blackmindsmatter.substack.com. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington and Nick Carp. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.